Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. I want to welcome you to another installment of Moa's Ark, where God dwells, Jesus reigns, the Holy Spirit guides, and we live in the agape. (laughs) Oh, praise the Lord. I'm so excited this morning to come to you on a Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Today, I believe, is October the uh, third Sunday, 2021. And I am so grateful to God. I'm so grateful for his grace and his mercy. And even the fact that he woke me up this morning, (laughs) started me on my way. He put food on my table. Ah, yes, God. He made a way out of no way. Every situation, circumstance, trial, or tribulation that I've ever faced, God has never left me, nor has he forsaken me. And on this morning, I just want to give him praise. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us. Thank you, God, that even on yesterday, Lord God, you allowed my family to make it through another day. Hallelujah. This morning, I wake up, God. I am just so thankful and grateful that we haven't suffered any premature deaths. I'm excited, Lord Jesus, that we have yet breath in our body, that we can praise and honor, oh, Father God, worship and adore you. I'm excited excited today. I'm excited about the assignment that God has given me and the message that he has given me for his people. God is a great God. Yes, he is. And he is worthy. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. God, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you today. Oh, for you are a great and mighty God. (laughs) No one above you. There's no name above the name Jesus. My God, my God. I thank you for your blood. I thank you that you loved a wretch like me. I thank you (laughs) that even when we were yet sinners, you sent your only begotten. Son, oh my God, to sacrifice his life and die on the cross for us that we might be saved. We receive the gift of salvation on this morning. We celebrate you, oh my God, hallelujah, hallelujah, because you did not have to do it. And it didn't have to be so. Well, y'all, I got an assignment today and I intend to do what God has called me to do in this time that I have with you. I know that God has a word that will hit your heart, that will soothe your soul, and that will heal your body, heal your mind. Oh my God, my God, he's got a special treat for us on this morning. And Father God, we yield ourselves to receive all, all that you have for us. Heal our bodies, Lord Jesus. Heal our minds, Lord God. Put us on the right path, Lord Jesus. Oh God, we thank you in advance for the miracles, the signs, and the wonders that will begin to follow us all the days of our lives. Oh, I celebrate you. (laughs) I worship you. Oh, yes, God. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. All right, y'all. So let's get into this word. I want to talk about the church. 
I want to talk about the church and, and what God has been really just pressing upon my heart concerning the church. He wants his church back. <laughs> he wants his church back. He is calling the remnant within the remnant. He's calling us back, y'all, because we got a work to do. We got to prepare for his return and we got to do it the right way. Amen. All right. So let's get going now. So I want to title my message for today, Go Ye Therefore and Teach the Nations. My God, my God, what an awesome assignment that God has given that we go and feed his sheep. And I thank him today. I'm so honored. I'm so honored that God has called me for this season and in this time. Turn with me to the book of Psalms. Let's see. We're going to go to Psalms. Y'all, take me a second because I'm on my uh, my cell phone and I am recording from my cell phone. So I got to shift. All right, Psalms 105. And I am reading from my favorite, the Message Bible. It says... On your feet all, mm, applaud God. Bring a gift, a gift, bring a gift, a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into his presence. Know this, God is God and God, God. He made us. We don't make him. We're his people, his well-tended sheep. Enter with the password (laughs) of thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. Thank him, worship him. For God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, loyal always and forever. Now, I'm going to share something with y'all that God has been really pressing upon my heart. And I'm I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited about what God is doing. I, I, um, I know I shared it in previous broadcasts, but now God is nudging me <laughs> to press forward. And what he has called me to do, uh, he has called me to plant a church. So y'all going to see prophetess planting a church and we're going to be in in ministry and active and 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 I'm telling you God is about to do some things but anyway uh God has been dealing with me in the area of ministry and over the years I've kind of fallen back off of what I know that I need to do and so I use this forum here as an instrument, as an extension of what God has called me to do so that I can feed his people. And so that was sufficient for our season. Now God has taken me out of this season and he's propelling me 
uh, in, in a different direction. And I'm so grateful. I've been seeking God uh, for, for different foundational things concerning the church. And, and anybody who knows me and understands ministry and, and, and the way that I operate in ministry, you know without a shadow of a doubt that everything I do is from the foundation of prayer. So I ask God, what if when I go in this direction and I and I plant this church, what do we call it? What is what is the core uh, foundation or values of, of of this church? What is our mission? What is our vision? And 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 such. What do you want us to accomplish? What signature things do you want us to do in the earth? And so I began to ask God these things, and God has been really, really speaking to me, y'all. I'm telling you, he's been dealing with me in a special way. But nonetheless, the name that came to me and came to my heart was Life Path House of Prayer. <laughs> Ooh, it sounds good when I say it out my mouth. Life path, house of prayer. Because we want to set the path for life. That kingdom living will be realized through the saints of God. Amen. And we're going to be built on the house of prayer because the foundation of anything we do must start with prayer. And I said, God, you've always given me a heart for your people and a love for your people to reach the entire man, (laughs) the entire man. And when I say man, I mean woman, child, man, you know, and, and, and such. And so we want to be able to touch the three part being. And our ministry, we will focus on the spiritual needs of of man. He said, feed my children spiritually. We will focus on the mental, the soul, the, the emotional part of man. He said, Feed their minds, feed their souls, feed their 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 their, their emotions. Amen. And we're going to focus on the physical. He said, feed feed their physical, feed their needs. See, God ain't playing in these last days. These are the last days. And we've got to prepare for his return. He said, go ye therefore and make disciples and teach them. He told us to teach them. And I'm, I'm going to get into this text because I want to break it down in what God has truly instructed us to do in this season. And we still messing around and playing around like we just got all the time in the world. But I'm going to tell you something. I heard God. <laughs> I heard what he said. I listened when he told us in Matthew 28 and 19. He said, 
And the word of God said, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, and I'm in the King James Version, so y'all can hear it right this morning. He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. He said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. He went on to say in 20, he said, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, my God, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Come on now. He was real clear about what he desires that we do. I have been tasked with serving God's people and enhancing the very quality of their lives. When I, when I look over my life, and, and it's almost like, I don't know if you guys um, like uh, uh, movie th- thrillers, and, and, and I can watch a good thriller, <laughs> but I don't like the scary ones. But I like the ones, you know, with the drama where you got to put all the pieces together and you get to the end of the movie and and, and you, you you figure it out. But, but it's all these clues throughout the movie. Well, that's how I see my life. And, and recently, as God has been dealing with me about pastoring, my God, what an awesome responsibility to pastor, pastor. Ooh, Jesus, I'm just in awe of him. <laughs> you chose a wretch like me? Oh, little Don from, the, from Abington? <laughs> straight, straight hood. The, the daughter, son of, of uh, what do he call himself? The crybaby killer? <laughs> the, the weeping prophet? So emotional, my God. But you chose me to serve your people. What an honor. What an honor. And my prayer is God, keep me forever humble. Keep me always in your presence. I don't want the people to see none of me. (laughs) I want them to receive all of you. Use me, Lord, as a vessel, as an extension of your love to your people. My God, my God, what an awesome responsibility. But I lean and depend on the Lord. I lean and depend on the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and direct me. It's not about me. It has nothing to do with me. It is all about God. But when I look back over my life, my God, my God, even as a little child, I can remember the days. I spent plenty of days in the basement. (laughs) My uncle used to tease us uh, when we get in trouble because my mother's default uh, punishment for us typically was go down in the basement. We had to go down in the basement. We knew when we did something wrong, we went down in the basement and typically she would always say, wait till your daddy get home. (laughs) We get in trouble. 
Oh boy. And that time we were spent in the basement. I'm telling you, some days it just felt like the worst torture in the world. Not because we were in the basement, but because we were having to wait till my daddy get home. My God, my God. Mm, mm, mm. But anyway, I can remember the days of being punished. And I'm in the basement and and making up games for myself and playing, you know, different games. But for some reason, I've got these uh, memories of me playing church. And see, my my, uh, parents were not uh, super spiritual people. My father uh, had the philosophy that he wanted his children to be able to choose their own religion, their own direction in life uh, spiritually. He wanted, he didn't want to force his beliefs. And, and to be honest, he never, I, well, I'm not going to say never. I, I do remember times we talked uh, his faith and what he believed, but, but he, he, he never pushed us in any direction. We weren't regular church goers, okay? And the way that God introduced me to the church, I'm telling you, I, I got a testimony, y'all. I got a testimony. God did that thing, and he did it in such a way that he was like, uh-huh, I got you. <laughs> but anyway, I can remember myself playing church, in the basement, you know, I got in trouble. I'm, I'm playing church. I'm, I'm setting up, you know, on the couch and my little invisible, invisible, imaginary friends or, or church members. We all sitting on the couch and listening. Or I may get up and preach. Who would have known? Ah, ya tabu shaba ah. That God had a plan and a purpose for my life, even back then. With all of my insecurities and all of my flaws and everything I hated about who I was, God ah, was preparing me even back then for such a time as this. My God, my God. I thank God. I thank Him that I ain't half baked. <laughs> My God, my God, I thank him that he didn't pour me out too soon. Sometimes I wonder to myself because even coming up in the church, because I didn't have that foundational uh, uh, understanding of the church from uh, a child and walking in it and seeing it uh, demonstrated and emulated before me, I used to try to, to do what I saw others do. But it was, it was one thing I was clear on. <laughs> it was one thing I was clear on when God introduced me to the church. That thing them folks did when they praised and worshiped God and, and they spoke in tongues and, and they danced all around the church and they got all wild. I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to do that unless it was real to me. I made up in my mind a long time ago. When I first started coming to church, and, and, and I thank God for the way that he brought me through. It was through the church of God in Christ. So you know them some praying, uh, 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 spiritual, uh, dancing, tongue-talking, you know, uh, miracle signs and wonders following folk. <laughs> so I thank him for that. But I'm telling you, I used to watch folk in the church and I'd be like, uh-uh, I, I ain't doing that. And I even believe I told God. I said, I'm, I'm not doing that unless it's real. Nah, I'm not about to be fake and, and all of that. And I think that was the mama and daddy and me. 
my mom and dad, you know, I had enough of them. I was like, uh-uh, I ain't doing that unless it's real. And I can never forget, I will never, ever forget, when I got the Holy Ghost, we were on the east side. I can't remember what street that church was on, uh, but I was going to Refreshing Springs um, Tabernacle, Church of God in Christ under Pastor uh, Barry L. Ginyard and, and Lady uh, uh, Ginyard and and, um, you know, I love the Ginyards. I really do. I really do. But I remember I got the Holy Ghost and I felt that I was speaking in tongues. And when I tell you those mothers of the church, Mother Mayretta Hines and, and um, oh, Lord, I can't, I can remember Scarborough, but there's another one. I can't remember her name. My God, right offhand, and, and Mackie, and, and all of those women, I remember, man, they used to pray you into salvation. Ain't no way the things that they did, God gave them a, a, a secret key <laughs> to access the kingdom in those days. And I'm telling you, they used to say, say his name, call his name, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come on, call him, call him, call him. I'll never forget. I believe we were in revival. And I want to say it was a night that Kay Speck was there because she has had such such a such a profound uh, impact in my life and in the early years of me uh, finding Christ because I used to watch her. Mm. I used to watch her, watch her ministry, watch how God would use her and just be in awe of the Holy Spirit. But anyway, I remember the day. When I got indwelled with the Holy Spirit and I began to speak in tongues and I began to feel the Spirit of God, this thing is real. And I wouldn't tell you that it was less than it was. But over the years, God has, has touched my life. God has used me. And I'm telling you, the enemy has done everything he could to take me out simply because he didn't want to see this day. <laughs> he was running from this day. And baby, when God shows us what he's going to do through this ministry, he's going to wish he had taken me out when he could. Because I know it was some seasons in my life that I stepped outside of the covering of the covenant that I had with Jesus Christ. I'll never forget, my dad would share with me uh, the story of our family. And my dad, he was a talker. He loved to talk. And let me tell you, I love to listen. I love to sit up under my dad and just listen to his stories. Some stories I probably can't tell in the pulpit because, hey, he took it to the grave with him and he shared it with his kids. So it's our business and none of y'all's. But some of the stuff, <laughs> let, let me just put it in context for some folk who don't know my daddy butch he was a hustler he was he was a man's man he was probably the most intelligent and i mean this with all that is in me he was the most intelligent man that i have ever met in my lifetime 
And I have been around, and man or woman, but I've been around some folk. I've worked in corporate. I've worked, you know, I've been to some very, you know, prestigious churches and and whatever, wherever you would go (laughs) to find (coughs) intelligent people. I've been there. So, so I got some, some, some data to, to balance this assessment by, okay? He was the most intelligent man I've ever met in my life. And I would love to listen to him. That's why today you sit me in the room with some talk and, 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 and you know, just uh, listening to people who are intellectual. I love it. That's just, I'm drawn to that. It's, it's embedded in me because that's how my daddy was. And he would listen to talk uh, shows and listen to different things. But anyway, uh, the story that I wanted to tell was he would share with me uh, the history of our family and I, God gave me revelation in a spiritual eye concerning the things that he had shared with me. And he, he showed me years ago, even as I was just operating and functioning in ministry as an intercessor, as a, as a minister to women, uh, I knew and understood these things, but God had to just really uh, cement it right? So that I know that this thing ain't just by happenstance. He ain't just up one day and say, all right, Don, I want you to pastor my flock in this season. I want you to minister to my people. I want you to feed my sheep. He ain't just wake up one day and say that. He's been building this foundation even before I was born. (laughs) Anyway, he would share a story about uh, the generation before him. And he would say how the men in his family were targeted. And he wouldn't say this audibly. But the way that I interpreted what he said is that the enemy was coming for the firstborn male in the family. And so what he would share is in his mother's generation. So my grandmother Mary she had um, she had siblings, and so her mother was uh, her mother actually died in child childbirth. So she was giving birth to my uncle. So anyway, what my dad shared with me is that uh, we have a history of what they call Irish twins. And what that means is the Irish twins, those are just, you know, the, the babies that are born less than 12 months apart. They call them Irish twins. And my dad used to always tell us that we had Irish blood, okay, that we we, we had some roots coming from Ireland. And, and so anything Irish, right, he would definitely uh, uh, celebrate or, or articulate or, or whatever. But anyway, he, he shared that <clears throat> so with his with his grandmother his grandmother had the irish twins so the first and the second child my grandmother was the third and then the fourth was uh his uncle 
who his grandmother died giving birth to. So that's the first generation. So you've got the Irish twins, you've got the 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 next, and then you've got the um the the death of the firstborn seed. And so my my grandmother was also sickly as she was growing up. So you see the pattern of how the enemy, and this is the revelation that God had given me as my father deposited that information into me for whatever reason. God gave me revelation to see it through spiritual eyes. So so jump to his generation. So once again, you've got the Irish twins. You've got my Aunt Sylvia and Sherry. And then you've got the third, which is my Aunt Carol. And my dad, nonetheless, was the fourth born. So my father was the, the, the fourth born, but he was the firstborn son, the firstborn male in the family. And he, as a child, was very sickly. And from his account, he was he was a sickly child and could have been taken up out of here because of the illness that he had. But the curse was was shifted in that first generation. The firstborn seed male was taken. Second generation, God spared his life, but he was a sickly child. He grew up sickly, you know, the first part of his life, but yet and still, I'm telling you, strongest man I ever met. <laughs> Most intelligent man I ever met, but I'm going I'm to get off of that. And come to my generation. Mm-hmm. In my generation, the same pattern. See, the pattern was laid. Irish twins, then you have the next, and then the firstborn's male, okay? Irish twin, then you have the next, and the fir- the firstborn male. And my generation, the expectation was the same. That you would have, my God, mm, glory, hallelujah, Jesus, that you would have the Irish twins. So I have my sister Renee and Deirdre. And then comes my sister Deanna. So so we had double. <laughs> double Irish twins. <laughs> you had, and I and I don't know. I have to go back and look at my IT uh uh Sherry and, and and Carol to see if, if that was a double, you know, there. But anyway, you got double because Renee and Deirdre were less than 12 months apart. And Deanna and um Deirdre were were less than two months apart. So Renee, Deirdre, Deanna, they were less than uh 12 months, 12 months, not two months. My God, that would be a miracle. Um, and, and then here comes the next born, who should have been a male seed. Ah, should have been the one that was sickly ill or that the enemy came to wipe out and take out. But God had another plan. <laughs> he slipped one over on the enemy. And he brought forth a girl. Uh-huh. So now the pattern has been broken because you got God defeated the enemy. 
He defeated the enemy in life and in death. In that first generation, the enemy was coming for the for the first male seed. He was coming for the first male seed, but God said, okay, all right, you think you're going to take them? I'm going to reclaim them unto me, my God. And he took my grandmother and he took my my, uh, great uncle and he returned them to him where he could protect them and they are in paradise. Believe that. In the next generation, my father who should have been the seed that the enemy came to retrieve and to take and to destroy. Come on, y'all. But my father, he was, while he was sickly, the enemy did not take his life. And here we are in the third generation. And God bring forth a girl. But according to my father, that that demon, and, and I, I'm trying to remember in my mind how he articulated it because my father wasn't the type to say, oh, the enemy chased us through generations. He, he, he didn't speak that. That wasn't his vernacular. He didn't talk like that. But God gave me that revelation. But he would say, you know, that death would come to, to take the males and take the men. And the way that he saw it was that the pattern had been broken with me being a girl, a female, a daughter, and two children after me was the birth of his son. It was the birth of of the male seed, and that was my brother Raymond Bernard. And he died during childbirth. He died. And then we went on to... to, um, my God, what an awesome God. Now, now I had something else I was going to share with y'all today, but here I go, going down this path. And, and my brother died at childbirth, and then his firstborn son was my brother Lucky. We call him Lucky. His name was Artie. He was named after my father. <clears throat> he was a third. My daddy was a junior. But God broke the pattern. He broke the pattern and he brought me through. And what God showed me after years in ministry, he said the mantle that has been passed down from from generation to generation, generation rests on your shoulder. Now check this out. Check this out. This is how strategic God is. This is how strategic God is. Now here I am. (laughs) The female seed in the male slot. And of my father's children, I was the first to give him a grandson. And so, I don't know about 
whether I had no Irish twins. But, but I know I didn't. Because my children are 12 months apart. I almost made it. <laughs> but it was my second born who was a male. And he was the firstborn male for the next generation. And while the enemy did not succeed in taking my life, that same pattern of the curse to take the firstborn seed continued to perpetuate through the family for generation after generation. The enemy keeps constantly trying to come after our firstborn boys. But the devil is a liar. I was listening to this minister the other day, and I'm telling you, he got me on fire. He had me on fire. He said, see, saints, y'all keep on sitting around crying, crying and whining about what the devil is doing, and y'all ain't fighting back. See, we got to know. We got to know that either we are in a, a warfare or we are preparing for war because the enemy ain't going to let up. Nonetheless, he has he has attempted to come, and I'm just going to focus on my generation and my bloodline. He has attempted to come after that firstborn seed. Because, see, I my son, I had my son, and, and you know, he was a healthy kid. He, he didn't have any physical problems. None of that that happened the generations beforehand. Even though we we going through a season of struggle right now, but I know that God is going to restore and reconcile because the enemy tries to, to do what he, he going to do. And I ain't going to get into that right now, but maybe I will. I don't know. <laughs> but what I can tell you is he came with his filthy, dirty, uh, 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 unrighteous, uncircumcised self and tried to take my grandson, the first male seed from my lineage. And while he was born, he was he was born, he was premature. He was a preemie. And the mother and the father, you know, had their struggles with each other and they parted ways and now the mother has taken the baby and, and won't even let us see him, you know, but she don't even understand how the enemy is using her to perpetuate his agenda. But I tell you today, he's going to have to return everything that he's taken from our family. Everything he's going to have to return it. And I'm bold and bad enough to come back and get it. Imagine. I just I just can't even uh, 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 fathom how powerful, powerful our family through that bloodline would have been Mm. had my grandmother and my great uncle live. Because see, with the enemy, he's not going to attack anything that's not attackable that don't have no power. 
So God said, all right, I'm going to take the mantle from one generation to another generation, and I'm going to rest it on your shoulders. Ah, yeah, God, I'll And I understand that to whom much is given, much is required. And so walking through life, not understanding my identity in Christ. (laughs) I walked this thing out in a way that I was so broken for so many years, went through depression, went through all kinds of hell and high water. I'm telling you the truth to get to where I stand today. So going back to my generation and my children, so I had the firstborn, that was my daughter. 12 months later, 13, was it? Yeah, 13 months later, let me see, March, April, right? Because he's April, she's March. 13 months later, I had my son. So that's one, two. Then I had my daughter, Brianna. And then I had my fourthborn, my God. And that was my daughter, Mary. (laughs) Y'all see what God is doing? And then I had a fifth child, Darius. So we walking in grace now. And when I tell you, I know without a shadow of a doubt that God said all of my children, every last one, two, three, four, five of them, Walk in the fivefold ministry. God showed me that when they were just babies. There's only one of my children that I heard clearly from God, that I heard clearly from God what anointing she walks in and what she operates in. And I saw it. <laughs> God showed it to me. And I promised God when I was raising my children, I said, I give them back to you. I give them back to you. If you will allow them to live a long, prosperous, healthy life. I'm telling you, I was bartering with God (laughs) concerning children that he loved way more than I ever could. Mm. So I just wanted to share a little bit of history in that. And and through the years, you know, it had been prophesied to me, you know, that God would use my children and, and that they would walk in ministry. And, and the closer I got to this day, remember I said it's October 3rd, 2021, the closer I got to this day, the more the enemy started to fight to destroy and tear apart my family. And sometimes I just have to quiet myself that I can hear from God. Because sometimes I I want to get <laughs> I want to get real real with some folk. But God said, hold your peace. I got this. I got it. Because nothing that is happening is news to me. And so with the call that God has placed on my life and how he has established me in the earth realm, he has positioned me. 
with all that he has done to bring me to this space and place of time. I have no other (coughs) option but to yield myself. When I tell you the enemy did not want you to hear my voice today, he did everything he could to wipe me out so that this day would not be seen or realized. You ever been in a fight with somebody? Because I, I used to fight a lot when I was young. I fought. <laughs> Ooh, I fought so much. I was something else. And I would sometimes fight people. And any time I fought, I would always feel bad. See, that's, that's how you know you ain't got no business out here fighting. Because I would fight and always feel real bad about fighting. But next time I got mad, I'd do it again. But anyway, you ever fought somebody and knew what they were trying to do against you? And you still like, okay, well, I'm going to fight the fight, but I'm still going to do what you ain't want me to do anyway. Just because I know you ain't want me to do it. Well, that's how I feel about the enemy. I'm still going to fight you. I'm going to bust you upside your head. As a matter of fact, I'm going to stomp on your head. But I'm going to do what I know you didn't want me to do. You didn't want me to walk in ministry. All of these things were were happening in my mind. as I've been hearing God over the last couple of years. I've just been hearing him, and I've been trying to do it my way. It's like, oh, Lord, I need to find me a church. And and get into the church so I can come up under somebody's ministry and I can do this or that. And I used to wonder why. Wonder why some of the women in the church would not embrace me. And I'm like, don't you see? Don't you see what God has called me to be and what God has called me to do? And I'm telling you, I I suffered some just, I'm just going to say dumb, stupid attacks. In the church, in my early days of of of, of learning uh, Christ and and ministry and women, oh, I'm not gonna get into it today because I I won't even get my assignment out. Man, I had something I wanted to tell. <laughs> but anyway, I wondered why, and God just showed me the other day. He said I couldn't have you up under them. Because their hearts weren't right. And they would have contaminated what I desire for you. There's so much um, idolizing and, and apathy in the church today. Had I come under the umbrella of the tutelage or teaching of some of these women that I consider to be great, I would have been as bitter and as my heart would have been callous and cold, just like them. Because they done been worn down because they their hearts were not right towards God. Now, I'm not saying every female, every woman that I walk through, because I thank God. I thank God for the seasons uh, that he allowed women to come into my life. You know, just thinking back on uh, when I started at Refreshing Springs. 
meeting the mothers of the church and we had, you know, the prayer meetings and, and we would come together once a week and, and just pray. And like I said, I was a watcher. I, God, I'm telling you, he gave me an unusual love for people. I used to tell my mom uh, when I was younger, I wanted to be an anthropologist. And I remember one time I told her that she was going to school. And I said, well, I want to be an anthropologist. Something just was in me that, that made me want to, you know, go in that direction. And she said, well, I don't know about that. Because that, that's going to be hard. I think she was, at the time, taking a class in anthropology. I don't even know if she remembered that. But that stuck with me for some years, and I kind of shifted my direction. But that has always been in me, wanting to study people. So I'm, I'm a people observer. Now, I ain't one to stare you down, because I... <laughs> Those who know me and grew up with me <clears throat> know I was the one that always had a problem with somebody staring me down, so I wasn't a stare type. But I would just observe people, and I loved to watch, you know, what and how people operated in the spirit. It was amazing to me. So I thank God. I thank God for the mothers in the church who who prayed and 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 who prayed me. <laughs> into a place of prayer. I thank God. I thank God for Pastor Valda. When I moved here and enjoyed Word of Deliverance and for the season I sat up under her. And she taught me how, not only how to pray effectively, she taught me that it was important to be uh, deliberate with your prayers. First time ever in my life I was uh, encouraged to write my prayers down. And she would she would write prayers under the anointing for the ministry. And we would pray the prayers together. But anyway, I thank God for that season of my life. So it ain't all, it ain't been all been you know, um, bad concerning the women that should have covered me and 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 taught me and 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 you know, mentored me or coached me. But God said, I need to be the source. I need to be the one and only source. And and had you gone a different path, it would have contaminated you. All right. So. Enough of the memory lane. I got to get into this word for today. <laughs> All right. Give me one second. Let me get queued up for this message. All right. So let's go back to Psalms. Let's see. Mm-hmm. We were in Psalm. <coughs> I had to get this um, cough drop. I've been coughing lately. <clears throat> All right, Psalms 100. All right. God has given us clear instruction and, and clear path 
to how to effectively invoke his power in our lives, how to have a tangible relationship with him. And so we see in Psalms 100 where the psalmist was saying, he said, on your feet. In other words, get up on your feet. Applaud the Lord. Applaud him. Celebrate him. Show reverence and honor for who he is. Bring a gift of laughter. That is a gift. Just think about it. Think about it. Joy, joy, unspeakable joy. The laughter that comes with joy is a gift. So the psalmist is telling us, bring a gift of laughter, seeing yourselves into his presence. We have lost the very essence of the gift that God has given us for praise and worship. I was listening to this preacher just on yesterday, just on yesterday. And he said, we worship the worship. He said, we worship the worship. In other words, we have become so accustomed to praise and worship and honoring the singer or the the worship leader and and whoever they are. I'm telling you, especially, and and I'm not going to say especially. I always say especially, but I don't have any other point of reference other than what what I've experienced uh, through my life, and that is through the African-American church experience. And so a lot of times I say always or, you know, in in the black church, but I don't know any different. (laughs) But we have a tendency uh, in our culture to build up versus build out. And I understand why. It is because as African-Americans, we have been deprived of anything that reflects prosperity in this United States. The biggest capitalistic uh, uh, society in the world. A, a, A huge power in the earth. And as African-Americans, we get treated like crap. So what we did to, to, to get around that or to supplement that was we created an empire for ourselves within the church. <laughs> so you got bishops with no uh, church plants because they're building themselves up to the highest hier- hierarchical position in the church because they don't mean nothing nowhere else. So I'm going to make myself a bishop. Anyway, we one day we'll talk about the anatomy of the, the church and just the mindset, the mind. The church has a, a mind. The church has a personality. And I'm going to break that down because it's time for us. We got to stop playing games. We got to stop playing games. We got to call it like it is. And we got to speak truth so that healing and correction and deliverance, whatever needs to be done, will be done. We got to get so raw with the truth and so real and transparent as the body of Christ. That we expose the enemy from afar off. 
<laughs> I wouldn't go into my doctor's office and have an ailment and because I'm embarrassed about what it is, not tell them what the issue is. God has given us a special time in this season to just yield ourselves to him and say, Lord, ah, my God, we're struggling. We're struggling as a people. Because we have not adequately made you the source of our supply. And we're trying to tap into this carnal world. Into the secular world and get our wealth and riches that way. And they won't give us nothing. So we're going to come into church and we're going we gonna to make superstars out of our worship leaders. We're going to put them up on pedestals. We're going to let them operate in ministry even when their hearts ain't right and their lives ain't nothing. Still living raggedy. Men with men, women with women, husbands with mistresses and wives with with uh, what they call them, sugar daddy, cat daddy, whatever. <laughs> Still operating and functioning in the church. I remember when I <coughs> first started out in, in in the church and I got saved. I gave my life over to the Lord and, and I started operating in ministry. We would we would sing in the choir and you know go out and do uh, you know missions work on the streets and evangelism and I'm telling you we had a good old time when we were uh young and <coughs> and uh I, I really wanted that for my children. But anyway, uh, you know, we would do these things. But every time, every time I would backslide, I'd get pregnant. <laughs> I'm telling you, every time. And every time I get pregnant, pastor sit me down. I was so frustrated one year. I And, and, and that's just my perspective. I don't know. I, I've never talked this with the members of the church from back then, but the way I remembered it, the way I remembered it, one summer, all of us was pregnant. I guess it was probably probably the fall because I think we all had our kids around uh, February, March, and April. But I got sat down. Somebody else got sat down. The first lady of the church, you know, she was married to the pastor. So, of course, she, <laughs> she. But the male who had gotten one of the girls pregnant, he didn't get sat down. He still was playing on the organ and doing a, I felt like that wasn't fair. But anyway, the point that I was making here where it says, seeing yourselves into his presence, there is power in praise and worship. There is power in getting into the presence of the Lord. Even the world understands the 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 ideal or concept of setting a mood. You go into the nicest restaurants, they'll have the right ambiance and, and music and you know all kinds of stuff just to get you in the mood of luxury. A husband with a wife. <laughs> he come in and you know he want to he want to set the mood for romance. He he'll cue it up, get the music going, and see here the psalmist is trying to give us a nugget. He's trying to help us to see here's the pattern. 
Here's what you do. Get up on your feet. Put some energy to it. <laughs> what they used to say back in the day, say it with your chest. <laughs> say it with your chest. Applaud the Lord. Bring a gift of laughter. I'm telling you, you ever just get into the presence of the Lord and just begin to laugh out loud? Oh, my God. How liberating. This is the part that I love. He said, know this. And I love when God just put his foot down. He's, when, when, when he say, I am that I am. Mm. I am that I am. He said, know this. God is God. And God. <laughs> God. He said, God is God. And God. God. You got to know that he is God. There have been some seasons in my life where I've questioned, God, are you real? Ooh, I went through a challenge when my daddy died. I'm telling you, I knew that man was going to come back from the dead. <laughs> I, knew, I said, by my faith. And I remember uh, I was preaching. I went to go preach um, at one of my one of my good friends, or she was a good friend back then. I went to go preach at her church uh, one time, and and uh, and there was a prophet there, and she prophesied. She said, "Somebody in here, their family member is sick, and God said I'm gonna heal them." And I'm telling you, I took that thing straight to Detroit with me, and I was like, "Oh, oh, he's gonna get healed." I knew he was gonna get healed, and I learned later, <laughs> she's. She was on my friend's list. Y'all need to stop playing with God. Y'all need to stop playing with God. If God has called you as a vessel, if he has called you as a utensil for him to use as an extension to his people, you ain't got to make stuff up and lie and, you know. But anyway, anyway. I found out later she was a friend on my Facebook page, and you know me, if you know me. I ain't do nothing but talk what was going on, you know, during that time, because I was trusting God uh, to move mightily. But anyway, when he passed away, and and there was no healing, I began to question God. But what God showed me was that my father made a decision and God's covenant was my God's covenant concerning my father's life was with my father and not me. Mm. He had a covenant with my father that had nothing to do with me, but everything to do with the love that God had for him. And while in my mind, I was like, well, God, just just let him stay a little bit longer, you know, and 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 and, and give him a kidney and and um I mean a liver, that's what that's what it needed, you know, and 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 heal him and but where would the quality of his life be? There are things that my father has experienced in life that I'll never know. But because God is all-knowing. And because he loved my father, he brought him into perfect peace and healing. 
And we say these cast statements, you know, to make ourselves feel good. Oh, well, they're in a better place and there's no more uh, 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 battle and, and, and no more suffering and no more pain. And we say these things to make ourselves feel good, but it's for real. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Each and everything in heaven is complete. We're telling God, we want you to pull down what's being experienced in heaven into the earth. We want to have complete healing. We want reconciliation, restoration, no pain. God said, I'm returning him back to me. And as soon as I got that revelation, let me tell you, I could not grieve my daddy for, I I keep saying a year or two years, I can't even remember, but I tell you, I, I conditioned my mind to not even remember the day he passed away. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't let my mind go there. And I, I conditioned myself to think, okay, he's on a trip. Because I could, the pain was so overwhelming, so overbearing, I couldn't even deal with it. But I thank God for the love he had for my father. But anyway, the psalmist said, know this, God is God. And God, God, (laughs) he is God. He made us. We didn't make him. Thank God. I'm so grateful that my flawed self didn't make a God that I have to serve. Oh, Jesus. If I would have made God, (laughs) oh, He made us beautifully and wonderfully in his image. And the psalmist is trying to help us understand that we serve a mighty God who created us to be a mighty people. I'm telling you, I started to tell the story. I don't even know if I got to it about this preacher I was listening to the other day and I'm telling you he just stirred something up on the inside of me stop stop sitting back and letting stuff happen sitting back and just let it happen because the enemy is attacking your children I'm telling you I keep hearing so many stories about the youth in our family popping them uh, Percocets Smoking that weed. And my my nephew had the audacity to come to my house. And I'm I'm praying he was in my park, I mean in my driveway. I don't know. He was out there smoking that weed and came in and I smelt that manure. I just, I mean, in my right mind. <laughs> I can't understand how they put something stanky up to their mouth like that. Because I can't stand it. But either way, I keep hearing all these stories, all this stuff. And I'm not saying, you know, because I I got some fairly uh, uh, decent uh, youth in my family, you know. But some are really struggling. They're struggling because the enemy has such a grip 
on them. And the thing that, that bothers me the most is that they have become complacent with their sin. And then have the nerve, gall, and audacity to challenge your authority as an elder or a leader of the family. And I'm telling you, these, these ones, they bold. One thing about me, and, and, and I probably was one of the worst out of my generation of, you know, cousins and siblings and all of that because I gave my parents a run for their money. Trust me. I mean, I never got into drugs or, you know, alcohol, but I was out there in them streets doing stuff I ain't had no business doing, running, fighting, running up behind folk, you know, doing stuff. <laughs> oh, boy, I was something else. So, so I by no means, <clears throat> I'm judging, but I, I'm I'm saying it's gonna stop because God's mercy is why I'm here today. Because I could have been dead and gone just because the recklessness of my ignorance and my youth. And and it's funny because. <clears throat> Sometimes I get wind of stuff, you know, folk share things with me. And, and, you know, I'm grateful, you know, when things are brought to my attention. Because mostly I need to pray for real. But the kids want to act like, oh, well, you know, she she judging us. Her kids doing the same thing. Well, they need to stop. She think her kids better than us. I think... She better than us. And I, no, I ain't never thought I was better than nobody. Never. But what I do think, know, and believe, I know without a shadow of a doubt, you better than what you're doing. Because I see the God potential in you. And I see what the enemy is doing to draw you down and to to just keep you blind. My God. I I mean, the kids, they just don't put two and two together. You are flunking in life far behind your peers or where God destined you to be in this season of your growth and development. And you don't tie that directly to, to smoking weed. You don't tie that directly to overindulging in alcohol. You don't tie that directly to popping them pills, whatever y'all doing. And I'm telling you, I keep telling folk, whether it's in my family or outside of my family, y'all better leave that mess alone, them them opioids. Because I keep seeing that that, uh, fentanyl stuff. That they putting, and you don't know who doing it. it. It could be somebody you trust. And they just put stuff. I, I interviewed a lady a couple of years ago when I had my radio talk show. And her daughter, her daughter had uh, been given some, some faulty weed from somebody that she trusted. And she she smoked it, she hid it, whatever. And she had a a 
she quickly had an adverse reaction to it. And so the people that were around her that she trusts, they put her in the car, laid her down, put her in the car, and just let her die. And she didn't die immediately. And I I don't know in my heart of hearts, you know, if there was any malice, because in my in my initial thoughts concerning this, I thought these kids were trying to cover up what had happened until I, you know, dug a little deeper with the mother and she shared with me a perspective that I I mean it just changed the way I looked at life. <laughs> because I asked her, I said, do you want to see uh, justice? Do you want to see justice uh, concerning these children? And she told me, she said, anything that man can do will not change or bring my daughter back. I want to see these children saved. Mm -hmm. And in her heart, she could not say with the surety that those children were malicious versus they made a mistake. Baby, I'm, when I tell you that took the love of Christ to another level, I said, oh, I can imagine as a mother, I would have wanted to see them all I, if it was an accident or not <laughs> with mine. But thank God that God touched her heart and conditioned her. And I don't ever want to be a part of that sisterhood, of that club, to have lost my children. I yield them to God. But that mother, that mother, she was sure of where her daughter had gone to. She was sure of what her call was as it related to those children and in their lives. To preserve the legacy and the life of her daughter through seeing their souls saved, that her death wouldn't be in vain. Boy, I tell you something. That's love right there. And see, we got to get real we got to get real, real about what these kids going through. I remember when, you know, when I was younger, as a young adult, and, and um, back then it was heroin and, and you know, cocaine and, and um, crack. And some of the folk were doing the 51s and all of that. But I remember as drugs continued to progress in our society, how people would always say, and I'm telling you, I listen sometimes. I listen. But folk would say, you, some of this stuff, you take it, you hit it one time, and you will die. I think it was in the late 90s, early 2000s, when those synthetic drugs and what they call them, uh, bath salts and all of that stuff, all that mess was coming out on the streets, and folk were taking it and dying. And some of them, hey, hey it's a fate that is worse than death hear me because some of them was taking that mess and they turned around and lived but their minds were vegetables 
you know. They have physical ailments that, that chronic, you know, issues for the rest of their existence in the earth. So we got to get real about what these kids are doing. We got to take the veil back. And, and trust me, we do it in love. We do it in love. We're not judging you or, or feel like you better or worse than anybody else. I remember when we were in a church and I was out there doing what I wanted to do. And I remember the first lady, she used to always say, I'd be so glad when you get saved for real. Because, baby, when you get saved, you're going to be doing some stuff for the kingdom. I didn't get offended. I took heed to what she said. But now you talk to these kids and they get a they get a haughty heart and get so mad and then they try to play that victim. Oh, well she don't care nothing about me. She she reject me or whatever because they want to hide behind that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. 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 I love you just like I love the next. You just can't feel it or see it. And I'm sorry that you can't. But stop smoking that weed. Stop popping them pills. Stop doing all of that mess that in your youth, that you're doing it. By the time you get older, it's going to tell on you. It's going to tell on you by way of organ failure. By way of of, of, of the de- degeneration of your body and your bones and, and all of that stuff. Because in your formative years, when you're young, your body is building up your, your, your bone structure, your, your organs, all of that. You know, that's, that's when it's developing and you tearing it down by ingesting poison. And see, the world will have you thinking that's why we got to be so careful. The world will have you thinking that the lifestyle that you live is okay. It's not okay. Anything that we do, and I'm talking about me, you, anybody else, that does not bring glory to God, it is not okay. The wages of sin is death. Think about it. The wages of sin is death. If you sow sin, you will reap death. And sometimes death is not a physical death. You may kill your potential. There's no way that a child of God who is walking upright, righteous, holy, and in authority should be living from pillar to post. Begging, borrowing, you know, stealing to to make ends meet. No way. No way. We are overcomers. And we ought to be living an enhanced kingdom lifestyle. But you can't live it if you keep on being uh, under the influence. I'm telling you the truth. You you might not like what you hear, but if you're listening, you better take heed. You better take heed. And for those of us who are not struggling in that area, 
It's up to us to pray. Pray, pray their strength, pray their salvation, pray, pray their deliverance. And be serious about it. Be deliberate about it. Be consistent about it. I'm so grateful to God that I can't, and everybody around me know, I can't even take a drink, let alone use some drugs. God delivered me before I can even go down that path. It's it's something in me, I'm telling you. That don't mean I ain't never tried nothing. I've drank before and got sick as a dog. I'm telling you the truth. Couldn't, 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 you know, handle it. I be crying and laughing at the same time. I'm telling you, it's it's a it's a sorry sight to see. I've I've experimented and and tried weed when I was younger. I wasn't a weed smoker, but I remember one time I can't say who, because he might be preaching one day. <laughs> but put two and two together. <laughs> Thought he was going to uh, let me experience something. And I'm telling you, it, it scared him straight. Because I, <laughs> I got so messed up. And I'm telling you, one time in my life, I smoked and tried weed. And my hut, I mean, oops. <laughs> Tried to get, oh boy, I'm telling you, I started seeing, um, I literally saw a black shadow of a person was coming. And I, I could see, I could see so much around me. I have, uh, about a month or so ago, I brought me some virtual glasses. And over, I love the virtual glasses. I put them on sometimes, and sometimes they relax me because. You get to go into all these different virtual rooms and whatever. But that's how I felt. I felt like I had some virtual glasses on. And I'm telling you, I was, oh, my God. I was like, oh. But now that I think about it, I need to go ask if something else was in that stuff. But nonetheless, God said, not not on my watch. And you won't. You won't be going down that path. Now, you got some other issues, but that just ain't going to be one. That's why I never judge people. Like, I never look down on people who struggle in that area because I know that if it wasn't for the grace of God, I would probably be the worst crackhead, alcoholic, all of that. If I could tolerate, if my body could tolerate that stuff, mm. I'm telling you the truth. And if y'all don't believe me, you need to come to my house one day and see how many baby dolls I got in doll houses. Because my daddy used to tell me, you have an addictive personality. He told me, don't ever. He said, don't you ever drink. Don't ever use drugs because you will get hooked. He was very clear with me. And I took heed. And I, I don't know if I took heed just based on his word, but I definitely took heed based on how my body responded and reacted. So anyway, we, we want to pray for our youth. We want to pray for our family members. 
And we want to take heed to what the psalmist is telling us because he went on to say, he said, enter with the password, thank you. So when we want to come into his presence, when we want to get into the presence of the Lord, he said, bring the gift of laughter, sing yourselves into his presence and acknowledge and know that he is God. Recognize that he made us and we didn't make him. He is the author and the finisher. He's the beginning and the end. He's omnipresent and omniscient. He's our all in all and our everything. He said, enter with the password. The password, that's unlocking something. Thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. Make that your companion to just praise the Lord. Sometimes we get so fixated and so stuck on the challenges of our lives. And it's easy to do because we got to deal with this stuff. But imagine if you just thank and praise God for what you got. Boy, I'm telling you, and I've been on here talking about some of them challenges on that job. Them folk was beating me up. (laughs) They was having up. Ooh, they was beating me up. And God said, thank me for, for having a job. Because, see, around this time last year, what is this, October? I think it was October. Let me see, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Okay, so it was around the end of October when uh, my contract had been ended. And I was so devastated. I was just so, I said, now, how they going to do that? And I thought that the position was going to be a contract to hire Jesus. Man, when I look back on that situation, I'm telling you, I was so upset and them people did me some kind of way. And God said, but promotion comes from above. No matter what they say or do, because it wasn't but a couple of weeks later, they were offering me a full-time job uh, with another group. And even though I went to that group, boy, they they, they told me up a little bit. <laughs> But nonetheless, I had to begin to thank God for even having a job, for being able to pay my bills, for being able to to just take a huge burden off of my chest. Thank God. Going through struggles and challenges with my children and disobedience and and that spirit of Absalom and, and wanting to challenge me and challenge my authority and 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 spit all over the <laughs> look at me spit all over the, the things that I did as a parent God said but thank me because they still got breath to breathe I said one day I, I got so upset with these kids and I, I love my kids I'm telling you God God, y'all better be careful making these kids your idols because God, he'll show you something. He had to show me. I'm telling you, I made these kids my all in all, my everything. Everything I did uh, uh, was a direct um, result of of how I wanted to, to enhance their lives. Everything, every decision I made, everything. I'm telling you, I just, I would wake up 
in the middle of the night and just be worried about my kids and and the kids on my mind all the time. I'm telling you, I always worried, worried, worried about my kids and, and would do anything, you know, to make sure they were good and whatever. And God said, you you made them idols. And even when he told me, I still was doing it. But God said, I'm going to show you something. Just hold, stay right here. And I'm telling you, I have experienced some of the most heart-wrenching, painful things ever and never, ever, ever in a day that I think my children would take me through that or down that path. <laughs> I had to tell them, you know, y'all y'all, my reaping. Because baby, if I would have known what I know today, I wouldn't have put my mama through so much or my daddy, but y'all my reaping. But anyway, nonetheless, I got I got mad, mad. And y'all could have gave me a cape. I was super mad. And I got upset one day. I said, the devil is... I said, what? When I was going to work, hungry, couldn't feed myself, hungry. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not talking about... Oh, you know, I'm hungry to dinner time. I'm talking about hungry, ain't got no food to eat. So that I can provide for my children. I rose up one day, I said, y'all better not say nothing else to me until you go to work hungry for a child to eat. Till you go to work hungry for a child to have a roof over their head. Now, I'll tell you one thing. I may not have been able to provide for you all that uh, you wanted but you don't know how much effort I put into get, getting you what you needed. And good, bad, or indifferent. I, I wasn't the perfect parent. And I most definitely made a lot of mistakes. But baby, I got one that, that you know, and, and, and I don't discount nobody's struggle. But I know the biggest struggle is, well, mama wasn't there. Mama didn't come to this or that. Baby, the fact that I woke up. The next morning, and was able to get out of the bed, get up, go do what I had to do to make sure that I took care of the family. I couldn't do nothing in the mental state, the the depression, the years of oppression, the years of abuse, the years of baby. But one thing I can tell you is you will understand by and by. But until you have sacrificed to the level and the extent that I've sacrificed for my family, mm-mm, no. Y'all better, y'all better turn on the Yana. <laughs> let, her fi- let her fix it. Or you better fall on your knees and drop to Jesus and let him fix it. But from this day forward, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You don't get that right. I'm not playing no uh, psychological. Uh, uh, what my my sister say? Uh, what she all? Oh Lord! Oh man! I wish I could remember because she used to always say, "Yeah, I'm not letting these kids, uh, you know, take me hostage and you know and all of that stuff." So. You know, that's that's just, it is what it is. We loved our children, I'm telling you. 
The one thing about my family, the women and the men in my family, we love our children. We love our babies. We broken people just like everybody else. But one thing for sure, we're going we gonna to stick it in and, and stick it out and provide for our children. You know, we, we, we just... We just don't count of people. All right. So anyway, he said, enter with the password. Thank you. Make yourselves at home. Make it common to you. Talk and praise. Thank him. Worship him. Worship him. What is worship? What is worship? Being in adoration of the king. Acknowledging how awesome he is. He said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. There is honor in the name. Sometimes we're taught and we're told how to pray and we can't bring context to it. Let's say, oh, get in the presence of the Lord. What does that mean? What does it mean to be in his presence? Well, it means the same thing as when you were in the presence of anyone else. Talk to him. Praise him. Honor him. Thank him. And listen. Listen to him. Sometimes just be quiet and listen. The psalmist said, For God is sheer beauty. All generous in love, loyal always and forever. Loyalty means so much. <laughs> I get so frustrated. I'm, and see, that's my flesh, so y'all pray for me. But I'm telling you, I'm, I'm the type of person, look, either you all in or you all out. I don't like no lukewarm. <laughs> I respect you better if you're cold as ice. Or hot as, I don't know, the hottest temperature. <laughs> but if you lukewarm, I ain't, I, look, I ain't got nothing for you. Loyalty means so much to me. So I have to tell people sometimes, you know, no matter what I go through with my family or, or even with my children, especially my children, I'm not biased. I mean, I'm, I'm not unbiased. I'm not unbiased. I'm extremely biased. When it comes to my children. So, you know, you know that from the gate coming in the door. Don't matter what I go through, me and my siblings, we we have been estranged for years and I'm, I'm still trusting God. We've suffered some tragedies and some traumas over the years and and, you know, certain ones are bickering more so than the others and and I've even allowed myself to get in the midst of, of issues, which I, I'm telling you for so many years, I just kept myself above it. But when my mom got sick, I, I, you know, I had to repent, but I let myself jump into drama. But nonetheless, nonetheless, I am loyal to my family. I don't care who it is. <laughs> you know, uh, my siblings, we just grew up tight like that. And I love my nieces and nephews. I love my children, you know, but 
that bond. You know, I'm 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 old school. You're not gonna disrespect my siblings. You're not gonna disrespect your parents. You know, I'm just like that. Loyalty means so much to me, and I feel I'm a fairly loyal person. You know, I've been disloyal through my life, but the core of who I am, if I got you, I got you. You know. But anyway, I went so far off of what I wanted to bring to y'all today. But I tell you this, the message that God wanted to get conveyed has been delivered. Has been delivered. He said, go ye therefore and make the disciples and teach the nations. God has called me to ministry. He has called me to plant a church. I'm looking, I'm on the prowl. I'm looking for uh, a launch team. And so in the next few weeks, I'm going to start soliciting and putting out uh, requests. And I'm just trusting God because I know I can't do it by myself. And 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 check this out, y'all. <laughs> What's that song? da 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 Oh, he he will work it out. He will work it out. <laughs> that lady, the remix. I love that song. Remix. But anyway, uh, the the lady that sang the song, the original song, she sang the song and she, she said, baby, need a new pair of shoes or something like that. And in the remix, she said, uh, guess what, y'all? Uh, now baby take care of me I love it I love it because God will bring you full circle but anyway my husband my husband this man that God has given me I'm 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 just uh uh convinced <laughs> that God gave him to me but anyway he and I were talking and I shared with him that God has called me I mean this is the time it's the season God has called me to plant a church and I'm hearing from God and and I'm I'm just walking. I don't I don't know exactly how to do it or, or what God wants me to do, but but I'm just walking in it and, and um I told him that I just so happened to connect with a ministry that uh assist church planters and they they walk alongside you and, and they help you to plan and and, and really get clear and crystal clear about what God desires to do through the ministry because we ain't just standing up churches for the sake of standing them up, you know. But anyway, I shared that with them and, and you know, was telling them as my partner, I need him, you know, to, to do certain things. And, and he just flat out said, he said, uh, don't you know that's my calling? What? What? <laughs> I almost did a Beetlejuice head spin. I said, what? Oh, my God. Come on now. Come on. And those of you who know, know. <laughs> God is doing a great thing. And if y'all don't believe in miracles, the utterance out of his mouth, that was a miracle. This is a, a kid that uh, back in the day, he was raised Jehovah Witness. And so his mom would take him to um, whatever their meetings were, and he would have to minister the word. See, God ain't start yesterday. He ain't just make this thing up. 
He has ordained this from the beginning of time. And we are just aligning in the space and the place of time that God's will shall be done. So if if nothing else was confirmation, when he uttered that out of his mouth, I said, oh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. He even said he would preach. Oh, my God. Come on now. Now, listen. Any of y'all who come to the church, everybody's welcome. I believe God has called me to family, right? I believe God has called me to family. I believe God has called me to leaders, okay? When and, uh, Something we do in my world uh, of project and program management, we do, you know, profiles and, and case uh, use cases and, and user profiles and things like that. So that's how my mind has been over the last couple of years, the logic. You know, I, I think systemically and, and system thinking, you know, and it's like, OK, well, what is the profile? You all are welcome and all are welcome to come as you are. But I know for a, a, a surety that God has called me to my family as Noah was called to his family. And I know with a surety that God has called me to leaders those who will lead and replicate, who, who once we've made disciples and we've taught, they're going to go on to teach and make disciples, and we're going to continue on in that way. But I know that God has ordained us for such a time as this. God has called me to bring forth. He said, I come that you have shall have life and that more abundantly. He came that we might have life. Life, life, life. What kind of life is it if you're struggling? And God even showed me too how, you know, in, in this season, not for the sake of us, but for the sake of what he's establishing in the earth and what he needs to do, he's going to elevate his people. I'm telling you, it's been so many who have unrighteously and prematurely and even unlawfully taken the blessings of the Lord and leveraged them in their lives, and God never authorized it. But in this season, God is going to authorize these blessings to be made manifest in the earth for those that he has chosen that he can trust. Those that he know, if I give it to you, I know I can get it through you. I'm going to bless you to be a blessing to others. It'll never be a day in any congregation that God has entrusted with me that we will have those who are affluent or, or financially uh uh, living in the overflow, millionaire, billionaires. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we got homeless people, members of the church, not on my watch, not on my watch. Because if God has blessed you to be a blessing, you got to take care of home first. I never heard of the children of Israel as they were in the wilderness that you had some who had some and, and others who had none. 
they evenly distributed and dispersed it. Now, does that mean that everybody will, will you know, have the same level of, of prosperity? No, that's not what it means. That means that if God has entrusted in you overflow, then you make sure the needs of your brothers and sisters are met. I'll tell you this, and then I'm going to end and because I need to get to prayer. But I remember when my parents were having or building our family and, and growing our family, and and my mother, I, I tell this often, I used to think my mother was a heavy woman when I was growing up. I just thought she was big, you know, big lady. But, you know, she just was having babies through the most part of my life as a child. But I know when I when you know when I got older and with my younger siblings, I I was the sibling that even though I I was a little I was a bully, and that's the truth. But I love to give. <laughs> I love to give. I love, you know, I was the one that shared. I had some sisters, you know, because it was mostly girls. And I had some sisters, they were so stingy to the younger kids. But but I always, if I ever had something, I go to the penny candy store or, or go to the, you know, to the grocery store if I had a few dollars. If I had a piece of candy, I'd bite off a piece and give you some. <laughs> that's just that's just how I've always been. But see, and as much as I'm a giver, I love to give. It just fuels me. But I'm also the, I take my ball and go home. See, God ain't in that. (laughs) But I I love to give. I've always been a giver. And see, that's how it ought to be. That's how how it ought to be. If you know that your brother or sister are in need, you need to make sure that that need is met. Now, I'm not talking about uh, people who want to suck you dry of everything you got and not contribute. That's not that's not balanced. That's not godly. That's that's demonic. That's lazy. But I'm talking about if you see somebody struggling, they ain't looking for a handout, but help them get a hand up so that they can start doing what they need to do to be self-sufficient. I'm telling you God is about to open some doors just the mere fact that I began to step in this direction. And I want to invite those of you who uh, get inspired over the next few weeks. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm going full throttle. I'm doing what God has called me to do. And I need, I need support. I need support. Even if it's just your prayers. Even if it's just your prayers. Or your prayers with your time. Or your prayers with your time, with your contribution, whatever it is, whatever it is. And I'm telling you, I believe God is going to lay this thing out in such a way. Just like uh, Adam and Eve, (laughs) before, before the fall, before the fall, God gave them everything that they needed. But after the fall, they had to till the land. To get, to get the very nourishment that they needed in their bodies to survive. But I believe God is going to take us there. Life, path, house of prayer. How that sound? My God, my God. Pastor Dawn. Pastor Dawn, what they going to call me? Pastor, the babies, maybe they call me Moa. Oh, we got some great things in store. 
And I thank God for the ministry that is working with me and and helping me to plant. I thank God for opening up the doors that he will open so that his people have a place and a space to come and worship him and come and change the world. I wanted to talk to y'all. I'm telling you, I had it all planned out. I wanted to talk about the responsibility of the church and what we're accountable for, but, but we'll have time. We'll have time. All right. Well, praise God. I thank God for this opportunity, and I thank him for just bringing us together once again. Now we must pray. Amen. 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 All right. Hope you enjoyed this word. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Lord God, we thank you. We thank Ah Oh God, we thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for the many souls that you will bring through this ministry. I thank you, Lord God, for those who have heard your word on today, that it will be life-changing. Father God, that miracles, signs, and wonders shall follow those who take heed to your word in this season of their lives. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you that our shift will be on you, Lord God. Our shift and our focus will be stayed on you, Lord Jesus. Father God, I thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, glory, glory. You are a great and mighty God. Hallelujah. And you are greatly to be praised. There's none like you, ha, shake on an abosha, ha, 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 eternal boshe, ye, te, see, come, ma, 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 shaya. Oh, God, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, God, for each and every person under the sound of my voice, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that every need is met, Lord God. Father God, touch them right now. Touch them right now. Touch them right now, Father God. Oh, Father God, that everything that they stand in need of, Lord God, that their needs shall be met. Oh, Father God, give us to know that you are still the true and living God. And Father God, that there is nothing missing or broken in our lives. Father, have your way. Let your will be done. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We adore you. There is none like you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, glory to your name. Shakarabo Shaba. Itanabo Sheye Te Sikanabo Sha. Yarabo Shiandarabo Sheye. Father God, we thank you for your calling. We thank you, Lord God, for your trust. We thank you, Lord God, that you allow us to walk in obedience and authority. We thank you for all of the youth of our family, Lord God. For those who are struggling with drug addiction and alcoholism, Lord God. Father God, I 
I pray that you will take the scales off of their eyes. Let them see the errors of your way, Father God. Father, you said that if my people who are called by my name, ah, no God of Oshah, shall humble themselves and pray, seek your face and turn from their wicked ways, my God, then will you hear us from heaven. Ah, shake out of Oshah, for you sit high and look low, and you will heal the land. Father, I thank you and I praise you this morning, Lord God, that we sit under an open heaven, Lord God. And if we ask these things in your name, believing that it shall be so, that it shall come to pass, Lord God, we believe you. We trust you, God. We don't come to you in our own vain glory, but we come to you because we know you to be a prayer answering God. We know you to be a God who answers our prayers, Lord God. Father God, just touch our youth in a special way, Lord God. Take the desire and the taste out of their mouths, Lord God, when it comes to these drugs, Lord God, and smoking this weed, my God. Let it be filthy and disgusting to them, Lord God. Oh, Father God, I pray this morning, Lord God, that you will shake it up and shake it out, Lord God. Do whatever it takes, Lord Jesus. Let them turn their hearts towards you. Turn their stony hearts into flesh, Lord God. Teach them how to love you, Lord Jesus. That they'll walk in obedience to your will and your word and your way, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you even for the elders and the adults and and, and the older uh, family members, Lord God, who are struggling in the same way, Lord God, who have been instrumental in passing down these generational curses, Lord God, to our children and the next generation. My God, Father, I pray for salvation, a sweeping salvation and deliverance to hit this family, Lord God, like never before. Father God, I thank and praise you. I thank you and I honor you for delivering. I thank you and I honor you, Lord God, that no soul shall be left behind, that every soul associated through our bloodline, through our ministry, Lord God, that they will be saved, that they will be saved, Lord God, that you will flood the church house with those, Lord God, disciples, Lord God, who can learn and can teach, Lord Jesus, who can go out and create and make additional disciples, Lord God. Oh, Father God, I know that this is the season that you are preparing the remnant within the remnant, Lord God, those, Lord God, that you have called, Father God, to lead the way. I thank and praise you. I celebrate you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. We're not looking for platforms. We're not looking for masses. We're looking for those who you have ordained for this ministry, Lord God. Those who need a touch from you that will receive it through this ministry, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father God, I don't want one more person than that which you have ordained ordained to come through this ministry, Lord God. I don't want one more soul to come more than what you have planned and purpose for this ministry, Lord God. Father, help me to be a good steward. Help me, Lord God, to continue to be in your presence, Lord God, concerning your people, Lord Jesus, that as I receive from you, God, that I'll deliver to your people, God. Oh, Father God, I don't want them to see me, none of me, none of me, because I'm a filthy wretch. Oh, Father God, I want them to see your glory. I want them to see you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I thank you and I praise you for your glory. I celebrate you, Lord God. I'm standing on your word. 
Hallelujah. In Numbers 23 and 23, it says, Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob, neither is there any divination against Israel. According to this time, it shall be said of Jacob and Israel that what hath God wrought? Oh, Father God, I thank you today. I thank you that every enemy of our family shall be put to shame. My God, my God. Father God, you know that the enemy's plan is to shatter, scatter, and destroy the family. (laughs) Micah tried to warn us in 7 and 6. He said, a man's enemy shall be from his own house. And I'm telling you, the enemy has been stirring up discord. Every time I turn around, it it just, even talking to certain family members and, and hearing of the things that are going on in their household with their own children, turning on them. And, and, and being rebellious and disobedient. Uh-uh, we're not playing that. We ain't playing that. You honor the office by which your parent has established and that they stand in. The Word of God said, honor thy mother and father. Honor your mother and father. And if you want to rebuke, I mean, refute that with the Word of God that says, uh, Father, don't provoke your sons, then be a fool. <laughs> be a fool. But it is time that these children return to their place of obedience, of obedience. I must obey my mother. I must honor my mother. I must lift up my mother. And I'm I'm closer to 50. And my mother, yet 25, but she's closer to 70. Well, she just turned 70 this year. It 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 never relents. It doesn't matter how old you are doesn't matter who you are. Oh Lord, by the blood of Jesus, erase every curse that is following me, my children, my husband, my family, my siblings, my mother, and anyone associated with and through this bloodline and this ministry in Jesus' name. Oh Lord, uproot all curses that have been linked to our names and wash it away with your blood in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord God, let your blood wash away every satanic pronouncement that we have made that is working against our lives in Jesus' holy name. Anyone among our father's children or our mother's children that our blessings have been given to retrieve them back to us now in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh Lord, if there if there be anything that our forefathers have done that will not let us reach our promised land, we separate ourselves today from it, for we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Father God, because you did not sanction it. Every curse 
on our lives is null and void and of no effect in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh God, I prophesy on behalf of our family and those associated with and through this ministry that those who trouble our lives shall die by the fire of Jesus Christ in Jesus' holy name. Oh Father God, deliver us uh, by fire from every ancestral curse that we have been that has been initiated in our lives that we have been initiated into in the name of Jesus oh god deliver us from the curse of the sword and our generation and cancel any death by sword or gun and our family knives in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh Lord, deliver us from famine due to bloodshed of the nation in Jesus' holy name. Oh Father God, every curse of hatred and bloodshedding in our family are washed by the blood of the Lamb in Jesus' holy name. Oh, Lord God, remove the curse of famine from our family and our lives in the name of Jesus. Father God, we refuse to share of the curses of our family, for your word said that the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Therefore, every generational curse hanging over our head is null and void in the name of Jesus. Father God, every sure evil covenant that will not favor us is consumed by the Holy Ghost fire in the name of Jesus. Every curse and oath that our parents entered in but did not keep and are bearing the consequences are washed away by the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh, Lord God, uh, you are our shield. Uh, protect us, Lord Jesus. Uh, Lord, your glory. Hallelujah. Bring forth your glory. Hallelujah. Oh, God, Lord God, you are our lifter. Lift up our head in the family in the name of Jesus. Uh, on behalf of the family and those associated with and through this this ministry, I prophesy into our lives that every curse fighting our foundation uh, and that of our family members shall collapse in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh, the glory of God overturn every curse uh, in our family to blessings, uh, to the glory of your name in Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, Lord, save us totally from our enemies within our family. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, arise uh, and attack every evil member attacking us with curses. Uh, in the name of Jesus, oh, Lord, we reclaim ourselves uh, from the hands of whoever we have been handed to from birth, uh, and we hand over our lives to you. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, all demonic charms that are embedded in the name of our family is destroyed uh, right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, shatter, scatter all those uh, that hate us uh, with cruel hatred uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh Lord, all demonic charms uh, in our life that bring setback to us is destroyed uh, by the name of Jesus, uh, oh Lord God, redeem all those good things uh, that has been split in our lives. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, that has been spoiled uh, in our lives, Jesus. Uh, every family battles, either from our fathers, our mothers, 
or in-laws houses shall be defeated by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, I declare and decree that our heads shall be lifted up before our enemies. And our enemies are all around us, Jesus. Take full reign. In Jesus' holy name. Oh, Lord, use your voice of thunder to pass judgment on all negative powers that work contrary in our family. In the name of Jesus, oh, Lord God, let the strange powers of bad luck fly away from our lives. In the name of Jesus, oh, Lord, pour us out of the web of our family curses. In the name of Jesus, all those who have labeled us a forgotten vessel in our fathers' and mothers' houses shall come back to crown us as the King of Kings. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, Jesus, oh, Lord, bring to confusion all those who plot against our lives. In the name of Jesus, we declare that those who knew our root and are blocking our progress shall be shaft and be blown away from the land of the living in the name of Jesus. Every mouth that curse our family inwardly shall be judged outwardly in the name of Jesus. Father God, I prophesy that our family shall not share of the curse that devours the earth because we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. In Jesus' holy name, oh Lord, cancel every curse on this land that will make our family suffer. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord, every self-inflicted curse working against our family is overruled by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I declare and decree redemption from the curse of the law. In Jesus' name, Father God, I declare and decree that our sins are washed by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, we cannot be under any curse in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you for redeeming us for every family curse in Jesus' holy name. Now, Father God, I thank and praise you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name, Lord God. Oh, Father God, I lift up the family and everybody associated with and through this ministry, Lord God, that this COVID virus, Lord God, will not take away uh, their lives, Lord God. Cover them under the blood. Uh, let the blood prevail uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord God. Uh, touch the family right now, those who are struggling with illness in their body. Father God, we know that by your stripes, uh, we are healed. Uh, you are our bomb in Gilead. And Father God, we invoke your healing in our lives right now, Lord Jesus. Heal our bodies from cancer. Heal our bodies from hypertension. Heal our bodies from bone disease, sickle cell issues, Lord God, from hypertension, Lord Jesus. Oh God, kidney failure, liver failure, any organ issues. Oh Father God, help us to regulate our digestive system, 
Lord Jesus. Uh, Father God, I thank you. I thank you for restoration and healing in our bodies, Lord God. I thank and praise you, Jesus. Uh, oh God, uh, for miracles, miracles, miracles. Uh, oh God, healing miracles uh, to follow us, Jesus. Uh, oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Uh, you are such a great and mighty God, uh, and you are greatly to be praised. There's none like you, Jesus. Uh, nobody like you, God. Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Uh, thank you for each and every family member and everybody associated through this ministry, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for your grace, your love, your mercy. I thank you for your salvation, your knowledge, your wisdom. Uh, I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you for your love and your kindness and your caring God. I thank you for ordering our steps, uh, for setting us on the right path, uh, for even allowing us to be in your presence. Uh, I thank and praise you, Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. Glory to your name. Uh, hallelujah. Glory to your name. Such a mighty, mighty God. Such an awesome God. Now, Father God, I seal this prayer this morning through my faith. And I ask Jesus, uh, oh God, for immediate manifestation of your glory over this prayer, Lord God. Father God, I pray that you will dispatch your angels uh, to do that which you have commissioned them to do in each and every one of our lives. Uh, now, Father God, take this word uh, to those who need to receive it. Uh, take this word, Lord God, uh, to those who need a life-changing experience with you. Uh, let it inspire them to turn to to you uh, and say, what must I do to be saved? Uh, for those who are struggling in their faith, Lord God, uh, let it be increased in the name of Jesus. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. You are such a great and mighty God, and you are greatly to be praised. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So mighty, so great. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Thank God and amen.